Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. What's happening? Call a friend. Tell them we're on the air. I'll do the news in one minute. God bless. Thanks for joining us. Have you shared Jesus Christ recently? Frequently in the pulpit of the Cross Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I challenge the congregation in talking to people about Jesus and whether they've done it lately. So many ways to do that as the Holy Spirit guides and directs and opens up a door and you share the good news of Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There are orthodox ways and unorthodox ways. I've been at Connersville Baptist Temple a couple of times in the southern part of our state here in Indiana. And at Connersville Baptist Temple, there was a preacher, true story, who continued to witness to this man. His wife came to church frequently. He refused. And he was just a, oh, a tough guy of sorts. And finally, the pastor there just kind of got tired of the whole thing. And he's talking to him in the door, witnessing one more time. And the guy said, no, no, no. Of which the pastor said, well, go to hell then. Whoa, that's a different way to do it. Have you ever tried that technique? Me neither. I don't think I ever will, but then I'm, see, there's, when the Holy Spirit leads in an unusual way, this pastor got in the car, and guess what? This guy followed him back to church. They had a lengthy discussion about a number of things, and it seemed like for the first time this guy got real. Well, he really did get real. How do I know? He got saved. He trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. Yep, you and I need to be an effective witness. That's one of the reasons you're still on this earth to share Jesus Christ. Have you done it lately? We need to. He that won a soul. She that won a souls. Bible says you're wise. The Bible is always right. What in the world is going on? Ukraine says send the jets, please. Ukraine's push for fighter jets to help beat back Russia's invasion force restraining the unity of Ukraine's Western allies, they say, amid fears that that move could escalate the nearly year-long conflict and draw them deeper into war. The Ukrainian defense minister was due in Paris today, where discussions about the possible delivery of fighter jets to Ukraine expected to be on the agenda. Kiev officials have repeatedly urged allies, please send jets, saying they're essential to challenge Russia's air superiority and to ensure the success of future counteroffensives that could be spearheaded by tanks recently promised by Western countries. Jets, tanks, billions of dollars. Send it all now, please. Well, some stories never go away. In the wake of that long list of suspicious circumstances, you conspiracy theorists out there who say, I'm not sure if Joe's really the prez, Anyway, suspicious circumstances in the integrity of both the 2020 and 22 elections, officials now in New Jersey have announced a formal investigation into the general election results. A statement from the Attorney General confirmed a full investigation is warranted based on the evidence at hand. Really? Does that surprise you? This is interesting. They say they're doing this to, well, protect the right to vote in a free and fair election is paramount in our democracy, and ensuring the integrity of that process is so essential. Now, as sincere as everyone, does anyone really believe free and fair elections anymore in this flood of evil, America? 
But it's been a week since Lindsay Clancy allegedly strangled her three young children to death before jumping from a window of her family's Massachusetts home. The former labor and delivery nurse remained hospitalized as of yesterday. The 32-year-old woman is recovering from an alleged attempt to take her own life as she faces at least eight criminal counts, two for murder, three for assault and battery with a deadly weapon, and three more for strangulation. Questions continue to come up about the January 24th incident. Her husband said our marriage, it was wonderful, and diametrically grew stronger as her condition rapidly worsened. And as I read this, I think about the scriptures. Double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. The husband said the real Lindsay was generously loving and caring toward everyone. Me, our kids, family, friends, the patients she worked with, the very fibers of her soul are loving. All I wish for now is that she can somehow find peace. That peace only comes from the author of peace, the Lord Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a strange, mixed-up world without Jesus. He must have thought, what we need is a border czar. Texas GOP Governor Greg Abbott yesterday announced the state's first-ever border czar to address the influx of migrants coming through the southern border since... Sleepy Joe seems to do nothing. Abbott tapped veteran Border Patrol agent Mike Banks to serve as special advisor on border matters to the governor in response to the Biden administration's handling or lack of handling a border crisis. For the last two years, the state of Texas has been unprecedented, historic. For nearly two years, the state of Texas has taken unprecedented, historic action under Operation Lone Star in response to the Biden's administration refusal to secure our border, Abbott said, to continue doing what no other state in history of our country has done to secure the border, I've hired Mike Banks as the state of Texas's first ever border czar. Go get him, Greg. From the New America, a flood of evil. The Colorado State University Health Network plans to host multiple vocal workshops this week This week, to teach transgender and non-binary students to alter their voices to sound feminine, masculine, or neutral. According to the website there, the university will host three sessions teaching transgender and non-binary students how to change their voices to better align with their chosen gender identity. All three courses are free and offered to students regardless of whether they are on hormonal therapy or not. And the devil and his demons were really excited. I wonder how far this is going to go. Two more officers relieved of duty over the deadly beating of Tyree Knuckles. The Memphis Police Department revealed yesterday that in addition to the five officers charged with the murder over that fatal beating... Preston Hemphill and another officer whose name was not released were taken off duty after the incident. Hemphill's lawyer told the Associated Press that he was not present during the violence, although he did a really stupid thing. He was heard saying that he had tased Nichols, and I hope they stomp his blank. In addition, three employees from the Memphis Fire Department were fired yesterday for their involvement. What in the world? Nichols' funeral tomorrow. Well, it's true so often, the rich get richer and more diabolical by the day. 
Hey, that's not a Texas two-step there, is it? You know, there's a law out there whereby a company facing major liabilities spins off a new company to take on all the lawsuits. As the new company files for bankruptcy, they walk away unburdened and, well, yesterday a federal appeals court said no to let Johnson & Johnson do that. They created a new unit to shoulder those 38,000 lawsuits claiming it's Talc-based products cause cancer, and the court's ruling dismissed that unit's bankruptcy case. Johnson & Johnson, which maintains that its products are safe, said it would seek to have the ruling overturned. I'm sure they'll give that a try. Well, it's five degrees here in Fort Wayne now, and spring's just around the corner. And spring's going to bring flowers and a, well, an end of the official COVID pandemic emergency. Sleepy Joe plans to end both the public health and national emergencies originally declared to address the pandemic in 2020, and it was extended several times since then on May the 11th. The White House disclosed the plan yesterday while opposing efforts by Republican lawmakers to end the emergency declarations immediately with a bill called the Pandemic is Over Act. The end of the emergency will mean that many Americans will have to start paying for COVID tests and treatments and vaccines. It also signals a shift in how serious the government considers the pandemic, pandemic, to really be. So where are you? As the end of last year, 64%, that number's down, isn't it? Of all U.S. consumers were living actually paycheck to paycheck. And that's up from 61% the year before. According to a survey of 4,000 people, it was released yesterday. Even people earning more than $100,000 a year might be thinking twice about adding something to their already heavy schedule of bill paying. Hard to keep up with inflation. More than half of them said they were part of the paycheck-to-paycheck club. And I'm not sure why more and more people are not talking about all of the companies cutting people. Impossible Foods. Really? There's such a company? Impossible Foods. Going to cut its 700-person staff by 20% today per Bloomberg. TikTok CEO going to testify before Congress in March, that group out of China, about the app's security and privacy policies as the company tries to stave off a U.S. ban. A suicide bomber targeting police killed at least 59 people, wounded more than 150 at a mosque in Pakistan. Hey, Boeing's going to deliver its last 747 today after a half a century with the jumbo jet. Priscilla Presley is contesting her daughter Lisa Marie Presley's will today. Wow. Want a car? Need a car? Going electric? Well, Black Friday has officially kicked off for Ford. They announced yesterday that it'll cut prices on its electric Mustang Mach-E models as much as 8%, putting the price range at about uh, somewhere between $46,000 and $64,000, which means it'll be selling some of them actually at a loss. The move follows the unprecedented and sweeping discounts that rival EV manufacturer Tesla rolled out earlier this month. Both companies hope that making the cars cheaper will convince more customers (laughs) that you need one of these things. Oh, boy. 
In business news, that slow, lumbering migration back to the office reached a major milestone last week when 50.4% of employees in the largest U.S. cities in America commuted to work. That, according to Castle Systems, it's the first time since the pandemic hit that return to office rates exceeded 50% of the pre-pandemic levels. Depending on your perspective, the takeaway could be that offices are half full or half empty. From our Living in Today's World series, a son took Dad to a restaurant to enjoy a delicious dinner, his father being quite old, a little bit weak too, and while eating, food occasionally fell on his shirt and his pants. The other guests watched the old man with their faces contorted in absolute disgust, but his son remained very calm. They both finished eating. The son quietly helped his dad and took him to the bathroom, cleaned food scraps from his wrinkled face, and attempted to wash the food stains off his clothes, graciously combing his gray hair and finally putting on his glasses. As they left the restroom, a deep silence reigned in that restaurant. The son paid their bill, but just before they left, a man also old got up and asked the old man's son, Don't you think you left something here? The young man replied, No, I didn't leave anything. Then the stranger said to him, Oh yeah, you left a lesson here for every son and a hope for every dad. The whole restaurant was so quiet you could hear a pin drop now. One of the greatest honors that exist is being able to take care of those who have taken care of us, too. Our parents and elders who sacrifice so much of their lives with their time, their money, and effort for us. They do deserve our utmost respect. I think you'll frown with this one. New survey. Dirtiest. City in America. What is that based on? Well, how about this? Those people interviewed a bath or shower every four or five days. Do you think that's possible? (laughs) It's happening. Number one city for that in America? How about Seattle, Washington? What is going on out there? And hey, those of you in Denver, don't look down on them because you are a close second. Dirtiest cities in America. Well, Where might I find the cleanest then? This one surprised me for some reason. Miami, Florida. Yep, they shower a lot in Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Where is my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Mr. Rogers sang it. Won't you be my neighbor? I'd like for you to be my friend. I love my Facebook friends. So important, so encouraging, keeps me going day to day, praying for us, making some wonderful comments. Yep, you need support in this old world. Thank you so very much. Oh, you're not a friend yet? You you listen to the program? You like it? Well, be my friend, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Get in on it. I'll confirm you. We'll talk. You can share things as long as it's above board and conservative and, well, you get the idea. Yep. Come on board. Be a friend on Facebook. Thank those of you that have done just that. want to thank those churches that support us as well. Thank you to those churches that have had us speak when we're in your area. 
and some of you are going to have us speak once again this fall. I am excited. Thank you so very much. I'm really quite unworthy. I understand that, but grateful for your support. Greg Patton, thank you. So it seems to be a lead story nearly every night. Massive snowstorm here, flooding there, hurricane over here. Nearly every night there's another story. And I think about being at the Three Rivers. There's something said about being at the Three Rivers in Fort Wayne, Indiana. There's never been a, a tornado in our area all around us. And there was one once uh, just a few miles away. They thought it was more a strong wind than an actual tornado. So I sat here comfortable in the fact that I don't think it's ever going to happen. Been here 32 years so far. Just some strong winds. That's all I've ever experienced. You know, there's a book out there entitled Isaac Storm. You ever heard of it? Isaac Storm. It's about a hurricane that hit Galveston, Texas. That was in 1900. Apparently, everyone was convinced that the hurricane could never strike Galveston, Texas, even as one was approaching. The author vividly described how the streets began to flood, but the people went about their business as if nothing wrong, we're okay. Children played in the water, men gathered for breakfast at the local diner, and no one fled the scene. The storm was coming, about to strike. Everyone was calm. You know, some people didn't worry because Isaac Klein, that was his name. Isaac Klein was the National Weather Service officer in Galveston, and he told everybody it would not be a severe storm. Others simply believed that Galveston was just invincible. Some people thought that since they had never seen a hurricane strike Galveston before, one never would strike Galveston. So, for a number of reasons, people assured themselves that nothing bad was going to happen. Now, as a result of all of that, 6,000 people died one September day in 1900. Can you believe it? 6,000. Brothers and sisters listening to this program today, the same as the hurricane hit Galveston, Texas in 1900, so those planes that hit the World Trade Center in New York not that long ago, and well, there's just one story after another. Basically, it's this. People are totally unprepared today. The people of Galveston, Texas, given some warning. The people of New York, given no warning at all. I'm sure that people all across the United States thought nothing could ever happen on American soil like this because, come on, it's never happened before, and it's not wars and fighting and things blowing up happen across the seas, not in the United States. Surely no one would do such a terrible thing to the greatest country in the world. Did happen, didn't it? The death count there in New York, you'll recall, was over 3,000. Called an attack on America. Yeah, an attack on America. And it was, wasn't it? But what we experience, some countries live with all the time. Imagine living in Israel, with their lofting missiles across the border all the time. Most Americans thought that the kind of terrorism that happened in New York would never happen here. And certainly the shootings, 10 die, 20 die, 30 die, 50 die, not here. And it was true. America was changed forever back in 2011. You know, evil exists in our world today. You know it. I know it. It's always existed, always will exist until the Lord calls a halt to this world as we know it. Theodore Roosevelt once said, the times are evil. Uh, that is, there is much evil in them. 
It would be to our shame and discredit if we failed to recognize that evil, if we wrapped ourselves in some kind of foolish optimism and failed to war with heart and strength against that evil. When the Gulf War, the Desert War, I wonder how many of you remember that, took place in 1990, 1991, people got another wake-up call and they headed to church. At the Second Baptist Church in Texas, the preacher said 3,000 came to church the night before war broke out. St. Patrick's in New York, one priest said, our numbers are way up. We always have a good attendance, but our numbers are way up. In trouble, we run to God. Another preacher said, young people are coming back to church, searching for more meaning in life, and they are dedicated to praying about wars. It's just a gentle reminder today, my friend, that uh, good things happen to bad people, and things like this are happening more and more every day in our world and the new America And we need to be reminded why bad things happen to good people, even to godly people. Some of those bad things happen to people because of God's judgment in the world today. Remember Sodom and Gomorrah? Bad things happen to good people because we live in an imperfect world where imperfect things are happening all the time. Read Romans 8, 18, 19, 22. Paul talked the present sufferings in this world. Yep, they're certainly out there. And bad things happen to good people because of sin, S-I-N, because of our own sin and because of the sins of others. This thought goes along with the thought of God's judgment on us. Be not deceived, my friends, Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. If we sow good, we'll reap good. If we sow evil, we're going to reap evil. A lot of talk today about fake news. Here is some real news. Satan is out to destroy people today. Haven't you heard that? That's real news. It's old news. It's new news to some people. Satan is real. The devil, he's behind all evil in our world today. Make no mistake about it. He's the real one. He's the enemy. He's the one with whom you have to fight with all of your strength and all of your might. Theodore Roosevelt once said, the times are evil. That is, there's so much that is evil in them. It would be to our shame and discredit if we failed to recognize that evil, if we wrapped ourselves in a foolish optimism and failed to war with heart and strength against that evil. Psalm 23, 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 46, 1 and 2, God is our refuge and strength and an ever-present help in a time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Preacher Vance Havner, oh, he was a great one, once told a story of an elderly lady who was greatly disturbed by her many troubles, both real and imaginary. Finally, someone in the family tactfully told her, Grandma, we've done everything we can do for you. We just have to put our trust in God for all the rest. A look of absolute despair came over this woman's face. Oh, dear, she said. Has it come to that? It's always come to that. So we might as well begin with that. We're living in today's world. It's come to that, my friend, and you're still here for a reason. And now and then I wonder what my dog, Jax, is thinking. I'm sure it's something like this. I'm not sure they appreciate me here. My barking so far has saved us from murder by 16 UPS and FedEx drivers, 8 mailmen, 
three Girl Scouts in one very sketchy-looking plastic bag. And I think the Patton family remains ungrateful today. <laughs> That's it. Had to say for another day. Hey, like us on Facebook, my friend. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Yep, gregpatton.com. And thank you for praying for us and supporting us every day. And that's the way it is. Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. Enjoy the remainder of your day.